Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast too with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh whatever is out there download it it's freaking phenomenal you guys won't regret it take care ciao scene one take one i found something you gotta check this out he plays board games anymore yo what's this Pick a character, and you're that person in the game. Bethany, you in? Then I'll spend my life staring at a TV screen. <sighs> Fine. Oh, my God! Who are you? Who are you? Who is she? Who are you guys? Okay, what the hell are you doing? Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to another great edition of Nothing to Watch, always provided by SciShow Conversations. It's Mr. Alan Parrish himself, Val Cisco, and today we're going to be doing a little small review with minor spoilers to the 2017 Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle movie that just came out in theaters this weekend. Um, I figured... This would be perfect for a show like Nothing to Watch because people are still on the fence of either watching this movie, passing this movie by, just letting it die a, a death, or seeing if the comedy does mesh. So I figured, let me kind of give you that nudge to see what you want to do after hearing what I have to say about this. Okay, so we'll start off. Basically, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, has a runtime of 1 hour and 59 minutes. So I guess they need to shred that one minute off. Um, it doesn't feel like it, though. It feels like a relatively fast movie, pretty fast-paced, and it never feels like it really drags. I think the comedy is there with all four main characters in the movie. They all bring a special presence. And when I mean these characters, it stars, even though there's a plethora of characters in this movie... It stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Karen Gillian, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, and even a small but powerful performance by Nick Jonas. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Nick Jonas. So I'll give you a little bit of a synopsis right here. 
four high school kids discover an old video game console and are drawn into the game's jungle setting, literally becoming the adult avatars they chose. What they discover is that you just don't play Jumanji, you must survive it. To beat the game and return to the real world, they'll have to go on the most dangerous adventure of their lives, discover what Alan Parrish left 20 years ago, and change the way they think about themselves, or they'll be stuck in the game forever. So, you hear that little tidbit there, ladies and gentlemen. This is a soft sequel to the 1995 film, also referencing Alan Parrish, was played by Robin Williams. So, to answer anybody's question if this was like a reboot of Jumanji, no. This is a soft sequel. There's a couple subtle references to the original film, which is pretty cool. But I think this plays to the audience that, ever, that kind of wondered, hey, what was Alan so scared about when he came out of Jumanji? I mean, we definitely know that he didn't want to be hunted, but what was actually in Jumanji? What made him go, you know, crazy caveman status? And even though we get a couple of things referencing it, it is an entirely different movie in a way. Um, so let's go into it. Uh, I'm going to give this rating a, a mid-card. Something you could taste, something you could watch um, if you chose to. I'm not going to say um, go ahead and skip Star Wars or The Greatest Show on Earth and go see this movie whatsoever. I'm going to say if there's nothing to do, if you have a Friday night or a Thursday night and you just want to watch something fun with the kids, with the family, watch it. It's worth it. It's fun. If you already saw Coco and you already saw Star Wars, this is fun. You're going to get a basic action comedy. And... I'm not being disrespectful to the film whatsoever, because I think it's a funny movie. I just think that it plays to things we've seen already in TV shows, or in movies that we've seen already. I mean, it starts off like The Breakfast Club in a way, you know, you get the ragtag group of, you know, the nerdy kid who plays video games and does everybody's homework, the jock. The, the pretty princess girl who takes selfies all the time, and the awkward activist in a way, if you will. So, I mean, it plays to that audience there where you're looking at like, okay, I see what's going to happen here. You're going to fall in love with you and you're going to change your ways because you're conceited. So it has that. It, it's fun. It's cute at first because you're like, oh, nice. But once they get to the nitty gritty and they finally get drawn into the game. And w let me go into that right here. Uh, it starts off in 1996. I won't go too much into spoilers, just a bit. It starts off in 1996. Of course, in the boom age of, you know, consoles, Nintendo 64, Super Nintendo, PlayStation, things of that nature. So, definitely you'll have that audience where they, <laughs> if you're looking like you're in nostalgia video games, you're going to love it. Um, dude runs into the board game, um, it's making the drum sound, which is so iconic. Picks up the board games, like, I don't play board games, just leaves it alone, puts it next to his, his knockoff version of a N64, if you will. Um... So I guess the the Jumanji game itself has a mind of his own, a personality of his own, and somehow, some way, recognizes that board games are archaic. I guess, and instead of a board game, it turns into a cartridge. And I guess you see the character in the beginning of this movie get drawn into the cartridge and get sucked into the video game. Um, fast forward to 2016, you'll get. Um, the ragtag crew, like I talked about there, going through their 
I guess, anxiety, social anxiety issues, they get drawn into the game as well, too. Um, if you'll see it, you'll, you'll know what happens. I don't want to get too much into it. But this is where the movie actually picks up. I guess, like, 20 minutes into the movie, you'll get the big characters. You know, The Rock with his strong, crazy, funny performance. You'll get Jack Black playing a teenage girl, which is hilarious. Um, and Kevin Hart was surprisingly funny, um, being a guy who's, who's used to bullying people around and used to being the tough jock as someone small, weak, and fragile. It's hilarious to see those dynamics work. I think this is where the movie works best with these four characters trying to deal with their child personas inside different avatars. So you see one of the, the main characters, Spencer, who's like a scrawny Jewish kid who's in the Rock's body now. So you're seeing him never brave whatsoever in his Spencer form. And when he gets to the Rock, he's trying to overcome his fears of being a scared um, a scared individual, if you will. Um, Jack Black's character is just great trying to deal with um, now that it's a girl who's so conceited on the, in the outside trying to deal with what her personality really is. So that's fun. Um, like I said, it's movies that you've seen already. It's a coming to an age story. Where this movie kind of fails to me, in my opinion, is the villain. Um, I feel like it, it's tough because in a movie like this, it really didn't need a main villain whatsoever. I feel like there could have been a couple of people in this film that that could have made a turn, maybe. <laughs> or possibly, um, like, a Nick Jonas could have made a turn, even though he played it straight throughout the whole movie. But I feel like the villain kind of fell short. Um, I'm going to probably botch his name right now, as I usually do. It's Bobby Cannavale, or Cannavale. Uh, you see him in different movies as well, too. He has a recognizable face. It's just in this movie, he was just another head on the screen. Didn't have that much to offer. Um, and yeah, it plays like a video game. I think that's um, one thing that I do love about the, uh, the movie, is that it kind of plays like an old-school RPG in a way, uh, where people have a certain set of skills, and they play to their skills. There's lives, there's, there's twists and turns, what to do, what not to do. So there's fun things of that nature. So, like I said, um, it it plays to the movie's strengths with the comedy and the video game aspect, where it falls short is on a, on a strong villain and a plot that's very predictable. It doesn't set up a sequel for what I saw whatsoever, which whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, we'll, we'll have to see what, what time says, what the movie does. Right now, currently, it's doing great in the theaters. It's about 76 um, average in Rotten Tomatoes, so people are enjoying it right now. Um... It's tough. We're going to have to see how this is in the next three or four years. And people are going to look back on this and say, yeah, that was a kind of cool sequel to Jumanji in a way. Um, but yeah, that's really about it. Uh, it's worth seeing. It's fun to see. If you're into the, the lore of Jumanji, you would like to see what would be inside the video game, uh, the characters inside of it. Um, there's funny parts where it plays just like an old school video game on Sega or Super Nintendo where you go to like a market and they keep on repeating the same thing over again. Try this, eat this, try this, eat this. Or one of the main narrators has a cutscene and he's like, oh wait, that's a cutscene. We have to stay silent so he could finish his cutscene. Those are funny parts. But like I said, it kind of does lack... It lacks... Uh... uh 
a original story and it does lack that villain that kind of kills me. Uh, I feel like somebody could have took on The Rock as well as to match his strength because I felt like he was like the most overpowered character in this. He was like the Dante of a game in, in a way, just so strong, no weaknesses whatsoever. Um, the star power saves the movie, definitely. The kids, but most likely the star power saves the movie. The performances of Jack Black and The Rock alone are great. Um, yeah, check it out if you want to. It's great for the family. It does have some cussing in it, so... Um, be weary, you know, I would say more for a PG-13 audience, but I think the whole family could watch it if you could allow a cuss to go through here and there. Other than that, some penis jokes as well, too. You get a 13-year-old girl on a guy's body, never seen a penis before. She's like, okay, this is happening. So you'll you'll get that there. Um, do I personally think it's a worthy sequel to the original Jumanji? That's hard to say because I didn't think the original Jumanji needed a sequel whatsoever. I think it was fine the way it is. It, some parts do hold up. The old original ones, some parts do hold up. The CGI does not. But I never thought that it needed a sequel or even a remake. Maybe a remake, but not a sequel. And if there was a way to actually make a sequel, I think this was the best way they could have done it. So I'm not poo-pooing on it whatsoever. I don't think anybody should either. So definitely check it out. And um, hopefully this helped you out, maybe to go this week and watch it right before the year ends. I want to wish everybody um, a happy Christmas as this passed as well, too. Uh, hope everybody's enjoying their time with their families. Um, and I hope everybody's enjoyed listening to me throughout the, the year of 2017. Uh, means a lot to me that I get a lot of support from people who say they do like these reviews or... It means a lot when they're like, hey, you need to chill out with that or watch what you say or how you say it or slow down a bit, you know, speak up a little bit, articulate a little bit better. I do appreciate that. So thank you guys again for supporting SciShow Conversation, uh, the Kimura Chronicles and different shows of that nature as well, too. I really do appreciate it. Um, that being said, you can reach me here on Bumpers at Val Cisco doing SciShow Conversations and, of course, on iTunes as well, too, and Podcast Republic at the same title, SciShow Conversations. You can reach me with my co-host, Jay Rance, on the Kimura Chronicles, where we talk about MMA by the fans for the fans. And, um, yeah, you can reach me on Twitter at Uncanny underscore V, or on Instagram at Val Cisco. If you guys want to rate the podcast, that would be great. Rate, review, subscribe, let me know how I'm doing. Events uh, a two-star because I didn't say something correctly. Go ahead and do it. That's no problem whatsoever. Uh, I do this for the fun of it. I do it because I love doing it. This is something that I've been wanting to do for a long time, so it's only going to get better. Um, thank you all for being patient for certain things like Pop 5, which is coming, um, and the Kamora Chronicles as well, too. A couple of things are coming on that, so be, be ready for a great 2018 because we're going to come out strong. Anyway, guys, it's been a pleasure. I've been rambling enough. Thank you again. Always get your mind out of gutter, but keep your eye on the side.